one. And hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's Five at the Back. So typically, uh, the introduction is by Charles Oskiff, and both of those are bottled out today. So today you have the guest presenter, which is me, Christian. I am joined by Jen, Eric, Scott, Skiff, and Sir Charles. So uh, hey, everybody, how's it going? Good. Great. Very good. Awesome. Did awesome. you call me Sir Charles? Yeah. Huh. I mean, I was going to call you Sir Charles Busby, but... <laughs> but like Lawton Charles? Right. Form, but, former governor? Yeah, but... Sure. All right. So for those who are new to the podcast, we have a Twitter account. And that Twitter account is what, Jen? At 5ATB. And we also have a new YouTube channel. And uh, I'm not sure what that is. So I think Scott knows what it's called. What's it called, Scott? Ooh, I should know. But I don't. <laughs> wow. Skiff. Somebody's Skiff. been somebody's been doing their research for this podcast. I'm glad I, you're on top of it. I'm the I'm just the talent, you know. I, I don't I don't know anything about it. I don't know the login. Um, it's something about Demba Ba, right? Or how do how do we tell Scott? All right. So <laughs> it's the same as our Twitter. We made it easy. It's all the same login too. So what, what is the YouTube? What is the YouTube channel? Seriously. 5ATV. 5ATV. Okay. Literally the same as yeah. on Twitter. 5ATV. I don't like, like I just assume. said. Yeah, I don't like to assume. Yeah. So for those of you who are listening and thinking, so why is the guest presenting this show this week? That is why, because nobody else knows what they're doing. So you're not a guest, though. So, like so, at this point. So much so that the guest doesn't know he's not a guest anymore. Right. You're, yeah. like, you're, you're like the <laughs> uncle that, that, that moved in and never moved out. I know. Yeah, it always went, so I said to my wife today, like, oh, I'm not going to join him. And then with about five minutes to go, I was like, oh, I bet they'll miss me if I don't. So here I am. We would, 100%. 100%. I am. Uncle Christian's here. <laughs> All right. So the wild week continues, you guys. What's, uh, what, how's the story moving on? What's occurring? I feel like, uh, I feel like a nuclear bomb went on earlier this week. It went off and we've just been in the fallout shelter the whole week. Just like watching the radiation from the bomb, like, come out and it's just been a crazy week like insane with the supporters clubs coming out and you know saying this is awful you know new rules change changes being proposed um you know the players uniting against uh the super league or whatever they were calling it and apparently what there's still three members in we we have three founding members still in real barcelona juve because According to Christian, they're all broke. So, uh, is the Super League dead? What contracts were signed? I, I want to see those contracts. I, I want to see what they signed. What is it that Florentino Perez is calling it a uh, not postponement, but it's it's on hold basically. It's a pause. It's not canceled. It's okay. just you know being being thought about. This Delayed. Feels, this feels like the 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 people who who stay at the at the bar or at the club. <laughs> like past its prime just to say that they shut the place down, like to oh. brag to their friends the next day that they shut it down, uh, even though everybody had already left a half an hour earlier. Like the lights were on and everybody yeah. saw that they didn't yeah. want to be there with that they're, person. They're over there yeah. finishing someone else's empties off of a table and and they're going to go home and brag to their friends about how they got so wasted. Man, Skiff is like embarrassed right now. <laughs> no, I, no I, I, dude, I never stayed out that late, man. I was not a late night owl drinker. That, you know, I've, once they play that song, closing time, I'm out. You know, so way before like that. Nine thirty, nine thirty-five. 
Yeah. Well, what's funny is in Panama City, they don't like last call is like closer to like four or five. And I remember first semester in Tallahassee and being like, what do you mean? It's closed at two. Like <laughs> what's going on? So that was, that was a bit of a, an adjustment that closing so, time was that early. So close So England is, is Tallahassee in the scenario, right? Closing time was at two. All the English clubs are out. Um, it's when all and the cool like, like, left. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, some people apologized, some didn't, some people don't care. And some, some do, nobody cares, honestly, I'll, I'll stop pretending, but it, you know, what's interesting is in Florentino Perez, he, he had a, an interview on live, I don't know if it was television or if it was online. Um, but, uh, he is just so disconnected with, with reality. There is one point that I think he's, he communicates it so poorly, but the world is changing and, and the younger demographic is consuming things differently. So I understand that he's saying that, but he, everything else about it is just so bad, right? Everything, literally everything else literally. Like, is, it's, ter- is terrible. Forgetting, forgetting about the, the majority of the current fan base is it's, it's an unheard of strategy that I, I just, I mean, like, Basically, it's you're, he's walking in here and assuming that everybody that's already a fan is just going to fall, fall, you know, in line. And I... you know, how are you? How are you going to try and just turn off that many people? Can I ask a, a question to you, Christian? Um, I know that England, obviously, the fans are very passionate. You saw everything that happened, but. What in my perspective, or just talking out loud here, like Barcelona and Real, they're much more global teams, right? Like they appeal to a very global, not that United, Liverpool, et cetera, don't, but do they have the same local support and like local fan base that Liverpool, United, et cetera, have, or are they more of that national globalized team? And so their fans maybe didn't care as much, or they're just used to taking whatever, you know, Real or Barcelona give them because there's not a whole lot of competition in the Spanish league besides Atletico. Just curious. Uh, so it's hard to say, so I don't know the Spanish, Spanish clubs as well as, as, uh, as English clubs, but when Ronaldo was first thinking of moving to uh, Real Madrid, Ferguson said, you know, at Old Trafford, you get 76,000 at every game, but at Real Madrid and Barcelona, you don't, you make it half that. Like back, back in the day, not now. So because they don't, they only fill up for the big games. So there's a lot of tourist fans who go to those clubs like they do with Old Trafford and at Anfield, right? They're they're world renowned. So I don't know. It, it's it seems to be a little bit different over there. I know a lot of the fans in Barcelona are saying, you know, they attract the best players so they can beat the best in the world. And not teams like Granada and Ibar and, and teams like that. So. Mm-hmm. so one of the things that I think is interesting is that even though there's, you know, this, this exploded and there's fallout and that kind of stuff, like the problems that these teams face are, are like, they're still there. You know, we expect, or we want our, our teams to be able to spend the money to buy the best so that they're competitive, but then where's that money going to come from? And I know later we're going to talk about different ownership options, 
maybe in the future, but is this moving where the only, like we're in a direction where the only people that can legitimately own a club are people that have deep pockets like oil money? Yeah. So we can skip ahead to that now. Um, I think it's a, it's a great transition. Um, for me, that's part of, I guess, the, the hard part of looking at this from the outside, right? Because Liverpool fans want it all. We want an owner who's connected with the local fan base. We want them to spend a bunch of money, but, and we want them to be like responsible, good owners. Right. But you don't, can't have all three. Like you're, you really don't like, it's really hard. Like, so say Liverpool sells, like who do Liverpool sell to who has enough money and who do you want as your owner? Like no offense, like to Saudi Arabia, but I don't want the, the print, the crown prince of Saudi Arabia owning Liverpool. So like, who's better than FSG? Like they've been good to the club. They saved them from debt. Like I know they've done some bonehead things like trying to uh, trademark uh, Liverpool, trying to, increase the the match prices but overall like you could have mike ashley as your owner like you could have roman Abramovich. like he's a pretty shady guy allegedly like where like wh- how do you get it all i don't think that you do at this point i, I don't know who you're gonna get as an owner who's not gonna look at it as some type of investment vehicle or some group, some venture capitalist, some private equity, someone who's going to at, at worst expect it to be something they can invest in and not lose their hats. And with that, you're going to see people controlling costs, people can, you know, driving revenue. It's the behavior is going to be the same for this at this point. You know, we talked about the 50 plus one and all that. It, it would just be a different person in the same seat. Nobody's going to buy it and, Oh, this is my club. Like, it's just not going to happen. It's, it's just not going to happen. So I, I, I agree with you. Um, like all, there's all this about Enoch, Enoch out. The Spurs fans are so stupid. Sorry. I'm not sorry. You guys are ridiculous. Um, Daniel Levy has been a Spurs fan for a long time. Say what you want about Joe Lewis. He's got his yacht and he lives in the Bahamas to avoid taxes, like whatever. That's the law. I don't really care, but who are you going to get? Like it's not going to be anybody any better. I think, I think Levy genuinely cares about the club. He pinches pennies. Sure. I'd rather have that than somebody who doesn't know what they're doing. Um, so I, I agree hundred percent. Where are you going to go? Well, I, I, I don't disagree with what you guys are saying. I think that one of the, one of the major arguments and the things that hasn't really been expressed well by, by fans from, from any side is I think that where a lot of the frustration comes from is this idea that the owners are going to come in and they're going to try and do nothing but maximize profits. They're going to, to prioritize making as much money as possible versus prioritizing the success of the club. And the idea behind the, the allure behind a, a fan centric ownership, a 50 plus one situation is that the idea that the fans might want to spend more time reinvesting the money that's made into the club rather than lining the owner's pockets with it. I mean, you talk about FSG coming in and wanting to trademark Liverpool. And uh, I, I don't remember all of the things that, that they've done, but you know, the, the, we come in with this idea that team ownership is so profitable that people come in there and they're expecting asinine profits out of it. I mean, 
the Glazers bought in in 2005 and they've done nothing but draw money from Manchester United to, to finance other business ventures and pay down their other debts. And they've just left United in debt the entire time uh, to, as a, a, a means to, to live their lavish lifestyle elsewhere. And that's, that's extraordinarily frustrating. I mean, that's not, to, to the fans, that's not ownership at all. Using, yeah. I mean, like it's a, but like, it's almost like you want a requirement. Like there has to be some kind of, um, like I, I hate to use the word romantic, but there almost needs to be some kind of connection to the past and the, the greater majesty that is being a part of a team's legacy. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm being idealistic, but. I mean, that would be great if that would, were to happen, but you talk about FSG, like a, they paid off all Liverpool's debt. Like Liverpool are hours away from going insolvent. Like, being insolvent, getting point deductions, potentially going down. They reinvested in a new training ground. They expanded Anfield. So it's not like they're not putting money into the the team. It's not like they're putting money, not putting money into buying players, like investing in it. Like, yeah, it's an investment for them. But like, unfortunately, that's sports now and that's sports ownership. I mean, I don't, I don't know how you can get around at that point if you want to keep up with Chelsea or Man City who have unlimited money like is there a solution to that financial fair fair play for real but even that though right I mean if your club generates massive revenues then you can spend massively compared you know Mm -hmm. compared to um compared to other clubs I I think you just have to hope to get lucky we talked about the Clippers a couple days ago with Steve Ballmer he's a lunatic he's an absolute lunatic and he's great for the Clippers. The Clippers have some superstars. The Clippers, the Clippers. I mean, it's it's like you, we joke about Spurs. Say it one more but time. This is like I don't even know who to compare them to because they'd be relegated. Like based on another conversation we just had. But you get somebody like that, or somebody who who has so much money, they want to have fun and enjoy it and and engage as a fan. That that's just so mm-hmm. rare. Now, who who else in sport do you see, especially in in a, the U.S. I, I don't know who else. Maybe maybe Tepper, the owner of the Panthers. He really wants to spend money and, and see a winner. Um, Mark Cuban. It's just so Cuban yeah. is, is another one. But so okay, that's three in in the major American leagues that we can think of off the top. Yeah. I I just and and Mark Cuban tried to buy into baseball and they wouldn't let him. Yeah. So I was uh, about to say Phil Knight and the University of Oregon, and then I was like, oh right. No. Same thing. Oh. That's fair. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and how about good good coaching? I mean, so we're all talking about the owners and spending big, but a few years ago, Monica had an amazing team, right? Mbappe and Martial, they all played for Monaco, right? Uh, Pochettino, he took Spurs to the Champions League final without spending any money. Ferguson created a whole youth program with, with the, you know, Beckham, the Nevilles, Giggs, but Skulls. Good coaching can take you a long way too, right? True. Well, just imagine City with great coaching and unlimited money, and you see the results. Yeah. How many? I mean, how many great coaches are out there? Are there? Well, Less def- than ten. Well, define a great coach, right? Well, you talk, you you're talk, brought up great coaching can take you far, but I mean, you know, how many realistic targets are there to bring in that to where we have enough to 
an entire league can survive on great coaching versus great Klopp, spending. Pep, Zidane. All right, Simeone. See, so just solid this whole conversation by saying Klopp. So and Zidane got yeah he there was an unceremonious ending his first go round at Real too so it's everyone goes stale right except for Guardiola right oh he's no he's he's gone stale several places no all right it is in city rivals that's true all right so what else is going on so we have uh taught this whole takeover thing to death so what else has been going on this week any games there were some games. games, right? Games. There was actually soccer on, on, on TV. Nice. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, Spurs. Spurs played. Wait, who? Spurs, not San Antonio. Oh. Tim Duncan wasn't there. It was oh. – um, They didn't just play. They won. We won. Yeah, we won. I, I, busted, I, gotta, I, I busted out the picture for you, Scott. You saw that? <laughs> I didn't. I'll have to look. I'll have to take a look. Um, we. So, I'll be honest with you guys. I was – about to crap in my pants at halftime because the first half was, did you watch it? I know it was like a mid afternoon. That first, the first half was bad, right? Like yeah. Southampton came out like animals. Like they were not going to let Ryan Mason have a good day. Like they were in, like they, every, every tackle they came in every 50, 50 in the first half, they came out of their first to the second ball. They won every header. I mean, it, I, I was like, Oh God, like this is, this is not going to be good. Yeah. Where's I mean, this new manager bounce? I don't know. I don't know if you actually like were on Twitter and saw the tweet that I sent you. And I, cause I was, I was poking at Scott and, and I saw it later, one of our fun followers, uh, Brandon, um, partly because uh, I have Kane in my, uh, my fantasy team and I had him triple captain this week. So I was, uh, uh, is disappointed the right word? No, no pissed. Hurt. Pissed is hurt. the right word. Um, cause he, he wasn't even on the bench. Like he didn't even make the, the team sheet. And I'm like, uh, what what's going on? But then you know I was watching the game and who I didn't. Uh, you watch that first half. You don't see you don't see a way back for Spurs. No, I was horrified honestly, and I was like, all right, what's going on here? Because you you think about Mourinho and and what we've talked ad nauseum about Mourinho and I try not the play, to the I don't I'm done at this point. Eventually, once we wash the stink off, but the players have a little bit of this like post traumatic like. I make a mistake. I got. Oh, I might. I might not play for six weeks. They're trying to shake that off, and this. It, it's just. It, it can be pervasive. And the first half was just bad. And apparently at halftime he said, "Guys, just relax. Take your time. Pressure, and take your time with the ball." Came out in the second half. It was a totally different team in the second half. Um, and the bail finish for the goal was just like one of the reasons we brought him back. Like that finish was ridiculous. Um, so Southampton, I think have been one of the teams that have in the second half of almost all their games fallen off. So, yeah, but so are it, we. So that was like, you know, the, the battle of the giants of collapsing. I, I still thought it was a pretty even game until Ings came off. Once Ings came off, Southampton had no outlet. They had no one to get the ball to. And you guys just kind of dominated them from that point on. Well, we, we dominated the ball. I mean, and, and that's really what changed is the, is the possession. So, um, once once Bale scored, it, what was great to me, I don't know if you guys saw, and there's no reason for you to pay as much attention as I did to it, but so Bale scored a great goal, and the team was celebrating, and Son ran over, and he's taken this leadership role that Kane usually takes, which is really um, 
makes me feel good that there's another player. And he's like, guys, quit this. It's tied. Like, we need to go win this game. Like, he, he, he was like, guys, get out of this celebration nonsense. We're tying with Southampton. They've won, like, two matches since Christmas. Get over – get let's kick this thing off. And the player's like, oh, yeah, let's, let's go. And then um, there was the goal they uh, called off from offside with VAR. I'm not sure if you guys saw that. Mora was, like, relatively around the keeper – which was total garbage, in my opinion. The keeper was already diving the wrong direction. Yeah, because um, he couldn't see the ball. Because there's a no, player in front all, of him. No, he was diving. <laughs> he was he was covering his other post. Like Mora had nothing to do with it, but it, it didn't matter. Uh, we, we ended up securing the victory at the end um, with a late penalty. It felt, felt very Bruno Fernandez, very Man United the way that thing closed. You know, see, we we jump in the Super League and then we start getting the right treatment from the officials. You know, like a like a potentially dodgy. Was it was it a pen? Wasn't it a pen? Let's give it to them. They were going to be in the Super League. Like, UEFA was watching this. Did they call that penalty on the handball or the tackle? No, no, the handball was not. But it was a foul, a legitimate foul, on the edge of the box, like right on the line. Oh, I thought that was out of the box personally, but well, but but technically the line is the box, so it was one of those where it it could have gone either way, and I wouldn't have been surprised. Yeah. Yeah. But um, what's interesting? So that was the first time we won a match all season that we were trailing at halftime. First time first time like that that's crazy and, and what kind of feeds into that is after we scored the penalty there was i, I think there were like 10 more minutes of of game time with stoppage time um southampton didn't touch the ball in their in their attacking third after we scored the goal because spurs pressure like Mourinho has them sit behind sit back so much with a lead but mason had to press up and they were pressing the ball so much southampton didn't even touch it in their attacking third after we scored um, and it was just good to see, you know, hunt, hunting the ball down, playing with some aggression and uh, should, should be interesting where it goes from here. Another thing that was really good to see uh, was uh, honestly the today's match. Uh, Leicester absolutely dominated uh, West Brom. West Brom been one of the one of the hottest teams, I would say, last month, two months. I mean, they, realistically, I mean, they, they've had no trouble scoring goals, multiple three goal games, uh, really looked like a team that is pushing uh, to save itself. Uh, they're not, <clears throat> I mean, I, I don't think any of us think that they have a realistic shot of, of completing that save uh, at this point, but uh, yeah, Lester came out and, and just completely dominated them. Uh, I don't know if you guys got a chance to watch any of it at all, but it, <clears throat> it was one of the most complete performances I think I've seen out of them. And, and I'm not, um, I'm not a hundred percent sure uh, why, like there's nothing, there was nothing about today's game that uh, is signaled any type of a, a need for a revival, except for the fact that maybe they've been average to below average lately, uh, but extraordinarily balanced in the attack. I mean, they got a, they got a goal from, uh, from Vardy. They got a goal from Inacho, uh, uh, And then I'm, I'm forgetting the name of the third person who got the goal. Johnny Evans. Johnny Evans. Uh, Johnny Evans. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it was, it, that Lester can finish top four, but that Lester doesn't show up all season. And that's what their, their biggest problem always has been. 
Well, I tweeted out maybe Rodgers. I mean, Vardy's been off lately, but I, th- I saw a stat that Ian Nacho scored uh, 11 goals in his last eight games. So he's heating up, and you get Vardy firing at the right time. You know, he's such a streaky scorer. He can go out and just bang in, you know, goal after goal for five, six games in rows. So, you know, if, if they get him peaking at the right time, I mean, obviously they've got a tough schedule. I think they play Chelsea United to kind of end the season, but – that was a big three points for them, especially with Liverpool and Chelsea both dropping points um, this week. So, you know, as the the table currently stands, of course, uh, City in first place was 77, United with 66. But Leicester opened up a four point gap uh, over Chelsea at 59. Uh, mm-hmm. Chelsea has 55. West Ham tied with 55. Um Spurs with 53, but with a game in hand and Liverpool at 52. So, or 53. So it's a, it's a tight, tight finish with not a lot separating, you know, four, five, six, seven. Yeah. And I say the, the, with Leicester's form, the way it's been over the past month or so, I mean, realistically, you know, United and Leicester were, were neck and neck for, for quite a while. And as, as a United fan, I think we were largely kind of concerned about whether or not second place was going to be ours or, you know, what, what was going to, going to happen uh, in that realm, but then Lester's form, you know, fell off significantly. And we, we had a, a great run of games and uh, you know, so, I mean, I, I would say second place is largely ours now. I mean, I, it's not guaranteed, but it's, you know, almost as much of a done deal as, as uh, you know, cities, cities, whatever. Title. Whatever Their title. I don't think I can say it out loud yet. Title. That, yeah, that what, yeah, whatever, whatever. Whatever, Scott. Title. Uh, <laughs> My name is Skiff. Oh, uh, but yeah, no, it'll be uh, it'll be an interesting um, it'll be an interesting finish to the season here coming up. I think Leicester have a pretty easy game um, at the weekend, um, so it should be should be good. I know Chelsea play West Ham, so that's a big game. That's, that's going to uh, be huge. Honestly, that's probably huge. I think that's the game that I'm I'm most looking forward to. Uh, this weekend outside of our own uh, chance to repeat the drubbing uh, we had against Leeds back in December. So uh, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty excited. There's, there's some good games, um, but you know, it's been it last, this past weekend was, uh, was a little rough for, for one of the teams, uh, the, our a, a team that I think we've all had kind of a soft spot for. And um, you know, most people had great respect for, for Chris Wilder and, and the things that he's accomplished and, and Christian's rolling his eyes uh, as I sit here and, and wax poetic about Deathfield, who um, didn't didn't muster up enough and and were officially. They said they were good down at the start of the season. I said Sheffield, West Brom. You did. To Ball be them. fair, every one of us besides Scott said that they were going down. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm a romantic. And everybody picked West Brom to go down. So, you know, looking at the bottom of the table, right? West Brom with 24, Fulham with 27, and Burnley with 33. If Burnley win, they're pretty safe. They're they're looking pretty good at this point. You know, they they would have um, five games left and they would have to drop a lot of points and Fulham would have to get – get a, at least two wins minimum probably two wins and a tie out of the last five and based on form probably not going to happen looks like the fighting scott parkers are going down sorry jen it's okay <clears throat> very sad very sad but i mean on the flip side in the championship norwich secured their promotion 
really early. They they were they were runaway leaders uh, in the championship this season. Uh, mm-hmm. So let's let's have a little little chat here about uh, you know who's next, who else is coming up. What yeah, do you guys think? I th- I thought it was interesting. Um, Watford Liverpool really wanted. Um, I think his name is uh, Ismaili Sar, but Watford slapped a pretty high price tag on them. And I think we also wanted a left back out of Norwich. Max Aarons, I think, is his name. Um, right back. Right back, sorry. But um, we wanted both those players from those squads, and, and both those teams held on to pretty much the majority of their squads and, I believe, their coaches, right? Yes. So they're both coming back uh, out. Wait, I don't know if Watford – I thought Watford had a change in coach. Did they not? They change every other week. <laughs> okay so it's i we you know i'm gonna m- mess this up x i s c o zisco see unleashing the dragon oh wait no they're the mooses I, I don't, it's a guy from spain i don't is who their coaches i i don't 40 year old has also coached uh i'm not even gonna try and say that yeah, so Watford aren't up yet, but all they need is one point out of their last uh, three. So it, it seems pretty likely that they'll be going up. Uh, Eric, who else? Uh, what's the situation look like in the championship? What? How, how's the third team get promoted? All right, playoff. Yeah. So four, five, what? Christian, four, five, six, three, four, three, five, four, and six. Three, four, five, six. Yeah. They play. I would just say, say Eric to enlighten us a little bit more. Yeah, I just, <laughs> I, I just want to say, by the way, Watford. I don't know why you call on me like I'm some championship guru. I don't know. You know Watford, I mean, talking about Watford, playoffs. Watford are the Hornets. They're not a moose. Like, they're badges and moose, but they are the Hornets. I know that's random, but the Watford, the Hornets. Oh, is that, is that why Auburn. it says moose? <laughs> yeah, I was exactly I was like, they're the Auburn of. of they, they have a freaking moose as, as their do. logo. They like. <laughs> Who the hell? Hornet Moose? Like, all right, Auburn. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to clear that up. This, I mean, that's the third or fourth animal-related thing that Skiff has said in the last week that I've just ignored. I think I, I feel like I, we just move on now whenever Skiff men- mentions an animal. It's, it's, it's all right, cool. so <laughs> currently in the championship, we have Bournemouth third, Swansea fourth, Brentford fifth, and Barnsley sixth. So if it all holds... Then Bournemouth will play Barnsley and Swansea will play Brentford in the semifinals. Okay, so last year Swansea and Brentford were both in the playoff, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And then Bournemouth and Bournemouth, Watford, and Norwich were the three that got relegated last year. Okay. Yep. So Barnsley's the new one. That's the we haven't seen them recently. Skiff, why are Barnsley doing so well? Barnsley are being fired towards the playoffs by Mr. Daryl Dyke, who is on loan from Orlando City FC, American-born 20-year-old striker. Yeah, he scored his ninth goal um, of the season this week. So An overhead kick. Yes, an overhead kick. Nice. I would love to see Barnsley and Brentford fight it out for that promotion. Yeah, so I I like the way Brentford run the club, and I like DK. From Barnsley. Where is Barnsley? Why'd you roll? Hold on. No, why'd you roll your eyes? Yorkshire. They're, they're in Yorkshire. Oh, okay. Barnsley. Okay. 
if Brent it wasn't Ferdinand's... for Daryl DK, I wouldn't care. I just think he's fun to watch. Okay. Yeah. So Swansea's a, a, a Welsh team, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay. okay. Swansea. So so if we have Brentford, they have a new stadium, right? They're in London. They haven't been in the Premier League before. Swansea have, Barnsley have, Bournemouth have. So maybe it might be nice to have someone someone new in there. But they'll also go straight down. Oh, boy. Well, they, <laughs> already. They have, He's already they could, calling it. They could generate some revenue from player sales, though, and try to keep themselves up if they really wanted to. They've, they've done a good job in recruitment. They're the bees, Skiff, by the way. They're not a moose. They're not a cow. Not an elk. They're the bees. Cool. <laughs> so so Barnley was the first away game that I've, I ever went to. Awesome. Yeah. I know. Did you lose? I was actually watching Oldham Athletic. And, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So I think Oldham won 2 0, I think. But it was cold. It's cold in, in Yorkshire. It's not great. So there's three games left in the championship. And if Reading pick up um, a win, they basically, uh, sorry, if Barnsley pick up um, a win, they're basically in. Theoretically. Okay. Mathematically, it's likely. Okay. So. We'll, uh, we'll we'll announce it when uh, when it comes out. I don't see. Do, do you guys see Stoke City in top six? I know we've got a big Stoke City fan list. Thirteen. They're sitting at number thirteen. Oh, poor PJ Noel. PJ Noel. Sorry. You bud. know, decision making is is important as a life skill. Yeah. You know, I don't know how you become a Stoke fan. PJ, I'm sorry. Um, if you if somebody made back you do to this... that back to that conversation about the romantic connection between your team and the history and stuff. So no, I think can you be actually, romantically connected to Stoke? Yeah. My niece is a Stoke fan. I, I think what yeah. happened is, is your niece English. So yeah, but she's got an excuse. She's English, PJ's not. <laughs> but she's from Manchester. It's, I, I, it's, actually, it's a different planet. Actually, does she not get Christmas presents anymore? Like now, like she's, I mean, it'd be uh, like, yeah, she was a Stoke okay. fan early. She didn't get him at like, the age of three. Well, oh, okay. Cost, cost saving sounds like FSG. <laughs> PJ as actually, a, as as an American, it's kind of weird just to pick that out of a hat, or I don't know how he came about it. But. I can tell you exactly how he did it. He was listening to like a soccer podcast or uh, announcement or something, watching Barcelona, and somebody said, "Can Messi do it?" At a, a cold night at Stoke, and he said, "Well, Stoke must be this great team, so I'm gonna pick them, and oh, that's yes, why he picked man. them as their as his team." So you know, at least right. he got some connect. Is that a true story? <laughs> that would no. be amazing. If it wasn't the story, it is now. Right. Like, that would be awesome. PJ Noel, hit us on Twitter. Tell us what the real story is. Why <laughs> yeah. you're a Stoke fan? He's also he's also a really big Orlando City fan, so he's been rooting for for Daryl DK as well, which is gonna yes. you know yep. I'm sure it's fun and hard at the same time. But I I have a little uh, a little personal soft spot for for Reading. Uh, a very very good friend of mine is uh, is a massive Reading supporter, and I know that they've been on hard times for the better part of. I don't know his entire life. So it's if, if they can if they can win promotion back to uh, back to the Premier League, that would be would be great for him. And I, I would love to see that only to then, of course, see them get relegated because that's funny. All right, Scott, I'm setting a timer. Siri, set a timer for five minutes. Talk that's, about the Carabao Cup. Minutes too long. Talk about it. 
get off. You have a chance to win a trophy. Give your five-minute synopsis. That's all you get. Go on. Well, I'll do a too-long, didn't-read um, for this. It's, I think City are going to win. So just, just to be clear. Now, a few reasons why they might not. Um, one, the John Stones red card. that he, It was a straight red he got this week. So Stones, it, since it's a, an FA-sanctioned um, tournament, he, he will be suspended for the Carabao Cup final, even though it's not a league match. So, but I mean, this is just another 50 million pound defender and Laporte coming in. So it's not like some scrub like Eric Dyer or something. So um, that's one thing. And, and City, you know, haven't been on the same run that they were on earlier in the season, which means they're just pretty good instead of, you know, running all over the yeah. right. So it's, it's not like they're garbage now. Um, so, uh, you know, I don't really know what to expect from this. I, I and the good thing is I don't think Pep's going to know what to expect out of Mason. So he's not going to have some weird formation that puts us in a little box. I, I think that Kane will be back. I think Delhi may start. Uh, I think Bale will start and, and we'll see, you know, I, I think KDB will probably be back. I'm not sure if he'll be fit or not. Um, and one thing too, is if I'm not mistaken, you guys um, can correct me. I think the champions league kicks back up next week. So the, none, of us, the, none of us are in some it. of the teams. We wouldn't know. Yeah, it's, it well, starts next week. That wasn't a dig. I, I've just we've been out for so long. Mine was um, a dig. So, so what they they may be with an eye towards that. I mean, who care? They won the Carabao Cup. What like five of the last eight years or something? So, you know, they're desperate for the Champions League. They're not desperate for another Carabao Cup. So, could be that they rest some players. I don't know. I mean, I, I think it'll be a. A probably an entertaining match to watch like i said mason might let in five and score four who knows but um i have no expectations you know thinking about being ryan mason and your second match in charge is a cup final against pep guardiola that's the tall tall order did you you guys beat city or at least tied and beat them this year already we beat them in the first match it was a yield smash and grab job um, and we, we could do that again, you know, if you but Mason's not going to want to do that. Um, you don't remember that was when all the Spurs fans were waxing lyrical about that. They didn't care that Josie Mourinho packed a bus every game as long as they got points. That was when the, the defense was what's, good. What stage of grief is that? No, that wasn't there, grief. There was that no was, grief. That was when they were pro Mourinho. <laughs> Especially what, Brandon, Spurs, man. Is that? They were well, that, all over this. That this. was acceptance because <laughs> there was a decent defense. And then about two weeks later, the defense went in the garbage disposal. And so did everything else. You're right, though. I mean, that, that was Bargaining. right at the time. I remember the podcast we recorded before that match. I said that I wasn't afraid to play anybody in the league at that point because the defense was very stout. You know, we were, we were compact. It was hard to play against us. And then that went just... Ugh. Nasty. You got a minute 30. What, what else no, you I'm got? Done. I'm done. Uh, I think it'll be we're probably going to lose. Um, I think they're going to try hard. They'll get their orange slices and their Capri Suns. And um, we'll probably get a, a second place medal that they'll throw in the trash can. Anybody um, here picking uh, Tottenham win? Eric? Jay? I am. I'm going for Tottenham 100%. You know what? I will too. Oh, that's a, that's a kiss of death right there. Thanks. 
was, that that that's coming from the two people who are at the bottom of the league in our pick'em standing. So you know, Spurs win in penalties. Oh, third place, third to last place in our uh, our our pick here. Eric, is that City a no? win? City win. Eric, Eric what you got? He might be frozen. Eric's, Eric's frozen. Look, look oh. at his face. Oh. Do we get to pick for him? Do we get to pick so. for him? I think he's thinking about it. <laughs> no, no, we get to pick for him. Where are we putting him, y'all? Oh, he picked City. Yeah, he already picked City. So, yeah. okay. All right. Oh, Whatever. He's fine. That is magical. Eric, who are you picking? That was a great pick. So, I had some North Carolina internet problems, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> Even though I'm in Florida, I don't know. But no, I'm back. But what match? I'm sorry. I missed it. City. city uh, oh, I, already, I already said City. Why did you say that? He said it. In Early. the beginning, when he said, Eric, Jen, who do, you, who do you like? And I said, City. Are you frozen? <laughs> All right. That, I hear you. What? What? The interference? Uh, well, I'm not picking against Eric because he's in first place in our pick em with 62. Scott nice. with 53, closing the gap. Nine back with five games left. Not, not, not impossible. Uh, I went ahead and had the best week from last week with 51. So I'm in third place. Charles in fourth with 50. Jen. Jen. You started at the bottom. Now you're above Christian with 49. Christian last with 48. Wow. Oh, you make it sound like, okay, yeah. No, oh, okay. How far ahead is Eric? Uh, Eric is not nine points up with five games left. Oh, no. oh, oh God. Hey, Christian. Form I think from, tem- from form is temporary. Form is temporary. Right? Class is forever. Don't worry For about sure. it. We'll be back. For yeah. sure. I mean, I mean, Eric. Eric had a hot run there, where you know he he was pulling ahead of Scott. But over the last uh, four weeks, Scott's been uh, Scott's been pulling, reeling them back in. So, dun, dun, dun. well, speaking speaking of reeling them in, I think uh, Charles reeled in the points lead of the week in fantasy. Eric, what what yeah. do we got standing wise? He did standing wise. Yeah, we have a new a new leader here. We're going to go top uh, five uh, five to one with the man's name. The team name, the weekly total, and the grand total. So for the season, so at uh, week uh, or spot five, White Hart Kane, managed by Thomas Soligarier, had 52 points this week for 1,871 total. Four, uh, Stedmany United, managed by Cyan Stedman, had 41 points for game week 32 for a total of 1,921. In third position, Inkart, managed by Sushant Mane, had 35 game week uh, point, uh, points for game week 32 for 1,926. In second place, our very own Scott Mackey, well, here on 5 ATV, had 75.32 points for a total of 1,931. And in first place, first in our hearts, of Man United fans everywhere, Wynn Basaka, Charles Reed, our very own Charles Reed, had 76 game winning uh, game uh, week 32 points for a total of 1,948. I can't, I can't believe I gave you the triple captain Kane tip. Massive, <laughs> massive changes I made and uh, it paid off. It was worth it. It was worth one it. point. Yeah, one point this week. But I mean, I was I was what eight nine points behind Sushant Mane, and now I'm twenty two points ahead of him. So well, uh, can we can we just say though, as a as a podcast twosome, we are starting to dominate and separate oh, ourselves. I mean, that's, you are. The, you know the class is is clearly being shown. The cream yeah. is rising to the top. It's a, yeah. You know it's, it's it's there and it's not going away. We're just going to stop toying with our food here at this point and, and just separate. 
Time to end there's it. gonna be next season. There's gonna be a, a fantasy super league of me and Charles, <laughs> and then you you guys you guys can do your own league. Okay. Or it's gonna be great for fa- fantasy. It's gonna be great for all levels of fantasy. Uh, yeah. It's really gonna be, you 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 know you guys will benefit from our super league. And we'll we'll start uh, um a, a women's super league fantasy yeah. too, and we'll 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 give you guys all the money and and no problem. Wow. Just not gonna say a thing. Wow. You shouldn't. You Carry could on, ask boys. your mom. You could ask your mom. She could she could give us some input on the fantasy. Give you some fantasy she's, tips. she's killing it. Yeah. That she is. All right. Um, that's so not, uh, that's, the that's not a your mom joke, by the way, because her mom is in our fantasy league and is do is doing well. Oh. She actually is. So big week of matches. Uh we'll uh we'll go from uh, start at the bottom, right? Little wolves versus Burnley. Burnley um with a win here can really pull themselves uh, out of the bottom three. So fighting uh, Nuno's, maybe next coach of Tottenham. What uh, what do you guys think here? Wolves, Burnley, Charles. Uh, Nuno auditioning for his uh, future role. Uh, I think he, uh, honestly, I think he goes out there and, and puts a hurting on Burnley. I think that, uh, I don't think Burnley have what it takes to, to get rid of any questions about whether or not they stay up just yet. Uh, that's going to be a three-one wolves. Yeah, Jen. You pick um, against the wolves. Well, all right. So, what are they? How are they looking injury-wise? Because they were pretty kind of struggle bus for a while. How are they doing? I think they're back. Are they? Everybody, but everybody, but Jimenez is back. Well, okay. We know why he's. Is he? Uh, is he good to go for next year? I love watching him play. Looks like it. Okay. So Neto's still still injured. Neves is still injured. Johnny's still injured. Well, Marcal's still injured. Everything I just said being wrong. Okay. Is, so uh, um, despite that, I'll still go with Wolves. <laughs> like I think. <laughs> what would have had to happen for you to pick Burnley? Is is like. <laughs> Eric. Uh, Traore, you know what I mean? Like if they had run out uh, of like okay. the baby the oil. oil or something yeah. like that, yeah. yeah, maybe. So I'm I'm just now seeing this. I didn't I didn't re- uh, know about this. Uh, apparently, Pedro Neto is going to be having surgery. He uh, uh, has uh, suffered a fracture to his his kneecap. Um, he's going to undergo Ooh. surgery. He's out six months. So Oy. I was unaware okay. of this injury. So I thought he was just still recovering from his last little thing. Okay, Eric. Uh, well, upon hearing all that news, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go one nil Burnley. Scott, the manager auditioning for his next job is going to win, but it's Daesh auditioning for Palace. Wow, Burnley, Burnley, write it down. Yeah, we got it. Write it down, Burnley. We got to figure out how to get Fulham to stay up, and the way that they do that is by Burnley going down. It's okay, not fine. happening. No, it's not whatever. happening. So okay, whatever. Fine. Romance is dead, Jen. Haven't you been paying attention this week? Yeah, come on. <sighs> I'm gonna go with a draw. Uh, okay. I will go with. Uh, I'll go with the Wolves. Um, another uh, bottom-ish team, Arsenal versus uh, Everton, who have a game in hand. Big game for Arsenal. They could make the third league. Champions League thing that we don't really care about. They've been pretty decent lately. 
Eric, Arsenal, Everton. Give me – I don't like this one at all. Give me uh, Arsenal 2-1. Charles. Ouch. Draw 3-3. Three, three. Neither oh, team has a has a, a standout defense at the moment, and both have shown some some level of attacking prowess at times. And Arsenal so, said about their most recent performance. Is is Everton's coach back next year, or does he dip? I think he's back. No, I think he's still back. Yeah, yeah, he's oh. there. Okay. I thought I saw rumors. That, I mean, it's Twitter for God's sakes, but you know, take it for what it's worth. But I thought I saw rumors that he wanted out after this year. I doubt it. I mean, there's oh, all kinds of money it. to spend. Yeah. And they're, they're building a new stadium. Time. They got their new stadium approved on the waterfront. Yeah, so that, I've heard, that I've heard for the past 15 years. Whereabouts, Gift, you know? I, I think it's close to City Center. I don't oh, know exactly wow. where, but it's, it's. I mean, it's right on the water. It looks... It looks You're Brantley right. Dock, I think. Yeah. So Scott, the Dock, wow, that is prime location right there, wow. Yeah, yeah that's plus. what I've heard. But they've been, t- like I said, they've been talking about it for years. I'll believe it when I see it, but... You're not actually going to pick uh, Arsenal, are you? I feel well. I it's for the top four race. For those, for those uh, who can't see this, who aren't watching it on our YouTube channel, uh, Scott just uh, threw up in his mouth a little bit. Yeah, yeah. For for top four, I would. Can I abstain and just say David Louise will score the winner for somebody? Can I do that? <laughs> I mean, fair, we still don't know who that's for. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I can I can pick for you. Don't no, I think no, I think what it is is if he doesn't score the winner, like he just doesn't get any points. But if he does score the winner, <laughs> well, then he well, gets the give points. me hold on. You gotta give me odds on that. Uh, that's like that's Eric, like hundred. You're the one. one that did it. You're the one that said it. Draw. Eric picked draw. You. Eric picked draw. Arsenal, so you don't want to pick them. Draw. Draw. I, I picked a draw gross. also. It's disgusting. Christian. So on Thursday next week, Arsenal have a massive game against Villarreal in the Europe League semifinal. So this may be a look-ahead game because I'm sure they'll have focused on how Villarreal play, and that's what they would have been focusing on this week in training. So I'm going to go with Everton for a win. Jen, Ooh. last to pick, first in our hearts. Um, I like how that changes so much. Um, I, I'm actually – I'm going to – oh, God, I draw – just draw. That's fine. Uh, Leeds United. The hated rivalry. Charles. Your boy's going to do it? War of the Roses? What's that face for? That question? Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Just, just move on. You know, you know my answer. Jen? Leeds. Uh, Manchester United. Eric? United. I'm going to go with a draw. I think United might be looking ahead to next week also. They've been red hot. But Leeds have been playing decently. They tied Liverpool. They beat City. So this isn't like an easy out for them. I know, Christian, you're picking United. So, Scott, who are you picking? No, no, no. Christian, who are you picking? Because I'm curious what wins out here. It's going to be like 5 6 nil United. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I wasn't sure which if it was the reverse jinx or no, the, absolutely uh, never not. leads. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I, <laughs> never. I, I'm like making receipts of the of the hierarchy for you. Okay. I got it. Um, no, I mean, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Scott. Sorry. Leads for sure. Yeah. Yeah. See, United United set the bar back in December, and now now they have they have goals. 
to accomplish. McTominay is not scoring two. I didn't say it was going to be McTominay scoring. I said that the, I was talking about the score line, not who scored. I, you know how crazy it is that McTominay scored two that quickly. I remember where I was when that happened. A moment in time to be always oh, remembered. Right. Yeah. Magic moment. Sauce. And the singing. Uh, Skiff going to sing again this week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Liverpool versus Newcastle. Liverpool desperately need the points. Newcastle kind of with nothing to play for. Unlikely they're getting relegated. So Curtis yeah. Jones back in training for Liverpool. Big boost for them Woo. potentially. However, I did hear today that Joe is probably injured. So there you go. You take the Lord taketh and the Lord giveth one away. Why so. are you so negative, Eric? That, just I, be happy. It's just facts. It's, I, it's, I, I didn't cause him to get hurt. I'm just telling you what I heard. So Bob, just let heard, you know, he God takes away. He doesn't give away. I heard. So, I, anyway. I heard Boston got a new relief pitcher, Eric. How does that make too. you feel? <laughs> well, they're in first, so. Oh, uh, Eric, what do you got? I'm, right. I'm picking Newcastle. Uh, draw oh, two two. Stop. Oh my god. Jen. Liverpool. Charles. I want to hear Christian's answer first. <laughs> this will be the easiest game Liverpool have played in six days. <laughs> Scott. Considering there's only one actual number nine playing in this match, I'm going to go with Newcastle. Liverpool. Charles Liverpool six nil. <laughs> so the biggest game of the week with uh, top four implement implementations. Jeez, nice. uh, good word, Skiff. Um, West Ham That's versus a true Chelsea. Liverpool fan. Yeah, yeah. It's, I've been talking too much. The Adderall's wearing off, guys. Uh, <laughs> West Ham versus Chelsea. Big game um, coming up for them. Chelsea have been pretty hot lately, other than their tie. Um, how do you see this one going, Eric? Wait, can I ask you a question before we talk? Where do Chelsea play in their semifinal? Choose Joe Wednesday. Good question. Because I think this depends on the team that he puts out against West Ham. Their next game, it actually it just says after that Monday, May third, Tuesday, Tuesday. Oh, why so is when, it not part of it? So they play West Ham Saturday. I believe so. Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Never mind. Yes. So Saturday at 1230 Eastern. What I can tell you is West Ham will have about 18% of the ball because Tuchel will know that and set it out that way. Draw. Eric? Uh, it's a tough one. Like Charles said, it's going to be the match that I want to see, you know, match of the week. I'm going to go, I'm not going to go like Scott. I'm going to go draw. This is like picking between UEFA and FIFA, by the way. Charles, what do you think? Uh, Declan Rice and Mikhail Antonio are still out uh, for West Ham, which definitely weakens their chances of, of performing at any any high level. Although uh, uh, Messi Lingard has uh, has been a revelation for for West Ham, uh, most likely scenario given Chelsea's inconsistency with scoring is a is a draw two to two. Christian, so. So big games like this usually uh, we evolve around which defense is better, right? And I think Chelsea's defense is much, 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 much better than West Ham's. So I think, and Tuchel is a very defensive uh, mighty manager. So I think Chelsea nick it 1-0. 
I'm going to pick Chelsea also and Jen. Um, I, can they both lose? Like that would be that'd be best. Um, I agree. Me too. I love the stream of consciousness that we get. Like this is a live pick for you every and, time. It's so yeah. real. Yeah. And it's and I don't know if you can feel the the angst that I'm. Um, okay, so we've had we've had Chelsea pick. We've had ties, right? We've had we've had draws. Yep. So nobody's picked West Ham. Nope. Um, sure, I'll pick West Ham. It's fine. Whatever. Disgusted. Oh, Eric, bringing in the closer. Boston signed their new relief pitcher. You're going to come in in the ninth inning after blowing a save that he blew. What we got? Close us out. Well, lots of managers at every level, uh, you know, substitutions, you know, in the 60th, 70th minute, whether it's strategy or whether it's fitness or whether it's just, uh, you know, fatigue. But uh, very few people, uh, managers, take their players off in 22 minutes. But Bob Bradley did just that um, with the LAFC match uh, last Saturday. It was against Austin FC. So we took off a great player, Carlos Villa, 22 minutes uh, out of the, off the match. And he looked like he was straining himself, reaching for a ball in the box about 20 minutes in. And he looked, looked a little hobble. So he, he quickly took him off. It gave him the quick hook. He got a little bit of treatment. And he's howling at him to come back in. And he's walking around the sidelines. He's 100% fine. But as you know, in our beautiful game, he can't come back in. And he said the press conference afterwards, you know, that's totally my bad, my fault. I just subbed him out too quickly. And I, I totally regret it. And they went on to lose the game. So. The kid got the hook in 22 minutes. Vila's a great player too, so he, uh, yeah, he uh, didn't get to go back in, and that was that. So, my my uh, my former boss, who was a, a highly licensed and, and highly respected coach, would call that a teachable moment. Pulling him off like that. Well, Bradley's an experienced manager, though. I mean, he's like oh, very. He's like 700 very. years old, <laughs> and he's pretty <clears throat> terrible. I mean, look at his son. His son is 350. <laughs> yeah, his son is like the most quagmire like player that like he has moments of such brilliance. And then sometimes you're just like, what the f- are you doing, dude? Like, <laughs> ugh, I, we're not going down this rabbit hole. We're going to end this episode. Thank you for joining us for five plus one at the back. We'll see you guys uh, all next week. Thanks for listening. <laughs>